It's BB Chatter Live. It's Keith here with Kathy. Hey, Kathy, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Oh, uh, well, all these big shocks today. Like there isn't going to be any Big Brother show tomorrow night after the Super Bowl. So, you know, what's up with that? Julie, you noticed it first. You were like, I don't see anything for a show tomorrow night. And I'm like, well, I saw it on the schedule. It was clearly there in the beginning of the season. Uh, then I went looking to see what time it would be on, on the Pacific Coast. And it was the same thing. It's just disappeared. So evidently, all the local stations figure that they would be much better off having a news show you know, the nightly, especially in Los Angeles where everything is washing down the mountain um, and flooding like crazy. The whole, from Santa Barbara south to San Diego is getting hammered. And the weird thing is, is where I live, way up in the much more north of there, um, it's uh, just about as bad here, except for not quite. I'm on the east side of the Sierras, so, you know, we're cool. We're always in pretty good shape over here. But on the in the Sierras and the Central Valley, they're hosed. I-5 is closed all over the place. Um, and that goes all the way down to um, the pass that goes from the um, Central Valley, Bakersfield, down into Los Angeles. It's flooding. You know, they're getting a half inch of rain per hour and sometimes more. Some lady in Burbank showed her whole street was one big mudslide. So anyways, all of you who have been bumming out about the polar vortex, hey, the West Coast is now getting their kick in the butt. It's different, but it's not any better. Oh, back to Big and Brother. But in the problem with watching the feeds all day or and not watching any news stations is that I was clueless that this was going on in California. So I hope everyone's safe. Oh yeah, no, they're they're the, the they knew it was coming, and their big thing, of course, is if there's standing water, don't drive into it. Turn around, and people always screw that up. It always doesn't look as nearly as deep as it is, and they drive into it, and then sometimes their car gets washed down the LA River and they die, and sometimes not. So you know. I haven't heard of houses falling down the hill yet, but that's totally possible in this kind of a storm. And it's one huge cyclone that's really sitting off a little bit south of San Francisco out in the Pacific. And it's like a cyclone is almost a hurricane. It doesn't have an eye, but it's just sitting there spinning off these storms. And they don't think it's going to move for about a week. It's just going to stay right where it is, sucking up the moisture from the pineapple land and dumping it all on us. So, very strange. All right. Yeah, yeah. We'll be safe. And um, I guess now we can just talk, talk about, about other Big stuff. Brother, <laughs> <laughs> which this is the Big Brother podcast. We don't mean to not talk about the polar vortex either all y'all frozen out there at least uh, that's mostly over so yeah it's just as weird what's going on in this stupid big brother house with these celebrities because the first problem is no celebrities are allowed to be made to look bad on the show okay you can't see them looking bad on the feeds either 
made me think of Canada, okay? BB Canada, they turn the feeds off every time there's a fight. Places. We're, you know, they, they like, I can't do a good Canadian accent at all. It's like, eh, everybody's nice in Canada. Eh? I can only do A, and I can't even do that very good. So, you know, they have this self-image of, oh, we're very nice people. All of us are nice people. We're like, from Minnesota, only colder. And the truth is, they have fights, they have all these things, but Canadian TV, they don't want to show that. It's like, uh-uh. These people, sure, they have some bad moments, but we're not going to make fools out of them. Um as opposed to, you know, BB USA, where if they're not being made fools of, like, we turn it off. If Canada ever did a celebrity Canadian Big Brother, if does Canada have celebrities besides Joni Mitchell? I don't know. Wasn't there some singer, Anne Murray or something? I think she's from Canada. Tom Green's oh, from Canada. Dion. Oh, my God. Superstar. Okay. So, um, no, they, there's a lot of stars. I know, I'm teasing. I'm just being funny oh. and saying, you know, it's like it took them 15 years to get Canadian Big Brother together. So, why should I be surprised that it's going to take another decade to have celebrity Canadian BB? But if they did, they could not have live feeds, okay? Because it's bad enough that a Canadian gets angry and somehow is unsettled on the show or on the feeds if a Canadian celebrity I mean why do you think Joni Mitchell moved away from Canada because in the words of one of her relationship persons getting involved with Joni Mitchell was like diving into a cement mixer head first so you know Joni couldn't hang with that. She hasn't lived in Canada for years, decades. And I hope she's doing better. Joni is not well, but hey, at least she's able to get out and around and attend stuff now. Um, and we still haven't hardly talked about how weird that Canadian on Big Brother USA is. Okay, Tom Green. If you ever wondered why Tom Green ran away from Hollywood with his legs between his tails or is it tail between his legs anyways Tom kind of disappeared and part of it was about a relationship and part of it was about his relation his relationships within the industry okay which was that he was incredibly difficult to get along with to work with to make deals with he was flighty and he changed his mind every five minutes and all this kind of stuff and dude we're seeing that like in spades right yeah i i've i've never been a fan of tom green's of course i really didn't know who he was i still really don't know who he is except on um big brother and you know, i thought it was interesting something that Candy. I was catching up on my big brother after dark today and it was something Candy said to him like you come and ask me if I have the power but then you don't believe me Yeah. and so why are you asking and, and that's so true it's like why are you asking <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. and then it's okay 
we're gonna have Ricky and the thing. Somebody posted on the board, you know. Well, in fact, that was you that said I thought Lolo would evict Candy, and instead Lolo evicted um, Joey. Ah, here it is, Texas Dimples. I've heard Tom say many times that he didn't agree to have Ricky in the group. I thought I heard him agree. Was I wrong? And, you know, Texas Dimples, that's, you're not wrong. Tom, well, after he already made the deal, like, oh, that's kind of a bullshit deal. I don't really want Ricky in my alliance. You dumbass, you already did it. Now you want to whine about you didn't want to do it? And just so anybody like Kathy that doesn't really know about Tom, Tom specializes in dick jokes and fart jokes. Tom likes to be shocking in a teenage boy kind of way, even a decade after he was too old to be a teenage boy telling teenage boy jokes. He kind of, instead of backing off, upped the ante and, you know, uh, I, I forget the name of the movie that sank his career forever. You know, Freddy Got Some or Fast Freddy or something like that. But it was just a gross-out collection of bad jokes that nobody laughed at. The movie tanked so bad. And, you know... He was all like, well, I'm Tom Green, and I'm a superstar, and I know what I need to do. Um, didn't work at all. He just dug himself a hole, and then he jumped into it. And, of course, Hollywood just real quick got out the shovels and buried him in the hole and pretended he had never existed and never would again exist. And here he is, Mr. Canada himself, Tom Green, being the same stupid dickhead he was 20 years ago. So... What are you going to do? Tom Green, you he kind of wrecked everybody's game. Although, well, d- go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Well, it was interesting. I was listening to him. I think it was on the show tonight. Is that when he was talking about why to get Ricky out, he was actually on point about, you know, Ricky really needs to go because he probably is the most manipulative. <laughs> I forgot what else he said. I meant to write it down but I think um, well something about strong and smart and tough competitor yeah yeah Yeah. so I'm glad to see you have a better memory than I do sometimes um, (laughs) (laughs) only sometimes so you yeah so I thought you know he's he's really right about that because I really do not like Ricky I, I don't like the way he talks to people. Um, and maybe that's just the way he's playing the game. It's just like he called Candy out on her not playing the game. But then last night, or this morning, I think it was last night, he started it on her again. Well, you're not playing the game. And Candy's like, I'm not going to have this conversation with you again. It's like he just waits to pounce on someone. And, and Candy was just kind of talking about, you know, last night everything was good. We were having, you know, they were all up in the HOH house, room having fun, just, you know, sh- you know, shooting the breeze. You know, it wasn't about the game. And then Ricky's like, well, it's because you don't want to play the game. Yeah. 
And he just kind of looks for that that weak spot to put the digs in. And all I'm going to say, he's going to piss Candy off oh, if she's around. Yes, yeah. And Tomorrow's she will go after. Pissed off at him. Candy's pissed off at him. Lolo and Natalie, not so much. Tom is scared shitless of him, and so is uh, so is Cato. And um, and going, I know I'm backtracking to Natalie and Lolo wanting to change. They didn't want Ricky backdoored. Um, they didn't want Joey to go. And the whole problem with Lolo and Natalie's game is that they wanted to keep Ricky, but they were keeping him. I think for the wrong reasons. They weren't thinking we need to keep them because as long as Ricky's in the house and Joey's in the house, they'll go after Tom and Cato. They're just thinking we should just keep, we shouldn't, you know, Natalie shouldn't use the veto because they just want to screw over Tom. Yeah, well, you know, after the kid in your fifth grade class farts one time too many, everybody pounces on him out in the playground, beats his ass, and then they're like surprised that they're all going to the principal's office still, even though they knew beating some other little kid up was not a good thing. But at a certain point, you can only take so much poison gas in your environment. And I think, first of all, that's where Tom is at with the whole freaking house. And Kato's right behind him. So there's that. The other thing is, is that immediately after making a five-person alliance, it wasn't an alliance. It was, okay, we got Ricky in the alliance. And the girls said, well, okay. And then Tom's like, well, I don't really want him. I want to, I want to backdoor him. And they're going, man, you are so fucked up. We didn't even have to bring him into the alliance in the first place. So what's happening here? And Tom just turned left one time too many. And now it's not about anything except for, dude, we need an alliance to get Tom. Or if we can't get Tom, we got to get Cato. So that is where they're at. And the girls, let's be real. Lolo should have never come on this game. And being on the live feeds, every nice, I, I, I hate to say young man, because Lolo's like 35, right? 30? Um, I, mean, I think so. I don't know. I think like about 34 or something like that. So, you know, she's she's been on the virgin hunt if you want to call it that, for damn near 20 years. So it's now everybody who was a possible, you know, life partner out there as looking at this woman going, dude, she's going to be up my butt seven times a day for nothing just because she has a really bad temper and a really not virgin mouth so I'm sorry if that girl thought she was going to meet and she's not a girl she's partly she acts like she's 15 but she's not she's like 30 at least so the, the woman who is now in her 30s of a certain age which says 
you know, you should know what you're doing, doesn't know what she's doing. And she loses it right and left. And she kind of, you know, I don't, this was totally the wrong place to put Lolo on display for future acting or TV or commentator or whatever it is that she was trying to get from boosting her brand, if you call it a brand, on CBS. She blew it. She just trashed her brand, totally trashed her brand. She can't stop from fighting with Tamar. She can't stop with fighting Kato and Tom. And she goes from zero to a hundred in about two seconds. That's kind of sad. That's kind of sad. Yeah. But that's, that's yeah. I think that's how it all went down. But, you know, what, what NatalieEvenMarie.com was doing at the same time is a different story. Whatever you can say about her, she doesn't seem to have a bad temper. Yeah, and it, at some one point when she was getting ready to go after, um, I think is when Tom and them came into their exercise room, Natalie tried to calm her down, but Lola was like, no, no, don't, don't shut me up type thing. And I noticed Natalie kind of walks away from it whenever Lola starts, you know, with her anger issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Tamar knows anytime that she gets nervous or anxious about people are looking at her weird, all she has to do is go pick a fight with Lolo, and then everybody's looking at Lolo. I think that's, I don't know if Tamar thinks about her little displays of adolescent stupidity, but I think that's how she should think about them if she thought about them at all. I don't think introspection is one of Tamar's strong suits, so let me put it that way. No, I think, um, you know, I, I, I posted it earlier. It's like, if you, if Tamar, Tamar says to you, oh, I think the sky is blue. And you say, oh, no, I thought it was gray. Are you saying that I'm lying? She immediately goes into that defense mode. Like whenever she has a call. Yeah. Whenever someone's having a conversation and. You know, she doesn't agree or she thinks they're doubting her. She just goes on the defense, like, I think I'm lying. I mean, that's how her fight with Lolo started last week was whenever, hey, Martha, well, Dina told me this. And Lolo said, no, well, she told me this. And Tamar said, well, are you saying I'm lying? <laughs> so, yeah, Tamar, you lie all the time, Tamar. But yeah, yeah, Tamar's grasp of reality and truth and philosophy and introspection and all those kind of things she just doesn't think in those terms it's either are you are you looking at me if so are you cheering for me and any response to that other than yay tamar if is a problem is an immediate confrontation so yeah i i don't know who's worse lolo or Tamar. At first I thought Tamar was worse, and now I kind of think Lolo's worse. Because with L Lolo, I think it, it, this kind of, these issues are all over her whole entire life. And somehow Tamar has managed to have a more full, whatever you want to call it, career life. 
but I could be wrong. You know, I mean, we don't see enough of them in these little celebrity three-week thingies to really get a good to really get a good read on how people work and how their minds work. All I know is, is when I see Lolo on the feeds now, I want to change it. But the problem is that I'm going to see Tom or Kato on, or Tamar if I do. And so the feeds have been an issue. The last two days, it's been hard. So everybody's motivated. Well, let's, okay, let's talk about candy. The first thing about candy is, like, it's hard to tell sometimes that she is playing the game. I mean, right? She just kind of chills, and she doesn't get confrontational with anybody. She doesn't ever let anything escalate. Even when Tamar tries to go after her, she just backs away and hauls ass. So they kept her, I guess because they were all afraid of Joey, who could actually possibly win something, and nobody thinks Kenny can win anything ever. So she's the safe one to keep around, I guess. Well, did you see the, the little tip that Candy and Dina got in the other night? I guess Dina was drunk. Oh, and yeah, well, well, Dina was drunk and she just got sloppy ass drunk. And I saw only little bits of that because, you know, watching a sloppy drunk, you know, is not really fun. Yeah. But, um, I, you know, at the end of the day, I think I'm, I'm actually surprised Candy went on the show, Big Brother. But she, you know, she said pre show that. You know, her daughter told her, oh, you should go on it because her daughter watches it. Um, and, and Candy's all about that money. So I'm sure she's collecting a good little check. Um, but, yeah, I don't know that Candy really cares to play the game. But it's, I don't know. It's hard to say with well, her. You know, I guess one of the things is she gets a paycheck every time anyone sings No Scrubs. So that's pretty cool. I mean, those are not tiny paychecks for a song. Yeah, that, and there was another, yeah, there's other songs too that she has written. So you're right. Yeah, so, you know, it's a steady income stream. It's not necessarily the same as having cash assets. You, you can sell at a huge discount. Your, your royalty rights, but it's like taking out a loan. It's worse than taking out a loan because you, you lose so much um, future equity when you sell. Um, but on top of that, she has her um, toy business and whatever else she does, and she gets to go on TV and collect paychecks for hanging out with people like Tamar. So if somebody said to you, Hey, would you like to make $100,000 for three weeks of TV and one week of hanging out without TV? Who could turn down $100,000 for a month of sitting around on a set in Los Angeles? It would be hard, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cato didn't say no. Cato was like, Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> Fuck yeah, is there a couch yeah. to sleep on? No kidding. Um, 
Yeah, Candy. She also actually owns restaurants too, called the Old Lady Gang. No shit. Yeah, they're yeah. So um, if see if you watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta, you would know all this. Um, if 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 I got <laughs> Bravo, the only way I could get Bravo shows would to be sign up for Hulu or something else, and it would cost me. Almost as much as getting cable installed again, which I don't even want anyway. So, yeah, it, television for me is mostly, um, I mean, I watch the episodes when it gets to Netflix. And those months when I have CBS, I get to watch the old Perry Mason episodes because those are always cool. Um, right. That kind of stuff, you know, I mean... I, TV is is the opposite of where my interests lie these days. So that's just how it is. I miss all the good stuff. And Bravo, I would have to sign up for Hulu for like 10 bucks a month. Then I would have to pay another 50 bucks a month to get all the Bravo shows live. So not worth it. Okay. Now, what did you think about Cato's little display of temper when he slammed his hand on that kitchen island? Well, the first thing to realize is that Cato's whole persona is like Southern California surfer and couch surfer. So one of the keys to that is never expressing any negative emotions at all. It's for Cato to be that upset something he really cared about how to go left on him and what is going left on him is his opportunity to win $250,000 on top of the money they're already paying him as a guarantee so one thing it tells me is that Cato is desperate to win the quarter million dollars that's a fact and when it's all going left on him like it has you know what he really wants to do is strangle Tom if you watch their interactions it'll be like he thinks everything is cool Tom will come back and get him all uptight all over again and then Cato has to talk him down to be cool and it stopped working this past week Tom just kept being nervous, nervous, nervous. I mean, the definition of the old cowboyism is nervousing. That's been Tom's whole week. And so Cato's like, you know, these people have lots of money. This guy gets sitcom royalties, and this one gets songwriting royalties, and this one, you know, they all have their shit together except for me, and I really want to win. And I'm really desperate. And so he gets angry enough to actually slam his hand down, potentially breaking a finger or one of them little bones in your hand. Although he didn't, so he didn't hit it that hard. But, you know, did he get a knife out of that drawer and put it up to Tamar's neck or Lolo's neck and say, how would you feel if I just cut your throat right now? No. Now, that is the gold standard of somebody losing their shit on Big Brother from Big Brother to some creep 
I actually remember his first name, but I'm not even going to repeat it. And some girl in the kitchen, both of them drunk on their ass, and he's like, whips a knife out and says, yeah, let me hold this knife to your throat while we make out, make it extra memorable or whatever. That's creepy, okay? Nothing Cato did was creepy. Cato has a temper that's about 10% of Lolo's temper. And you never see it because he never wants to get kicked off the couch in your living room. Not much else to say about Cato other than that. I don't. People were oh, he, he slammed his hand down. I think that's so mean. He's so rude. He's so angry. He's going to hurt somebody. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. You're you're right. I mean, he's the one that out of that entire cast needs the money the most. I think, yeah, I think that's without well, question. Well, Ryan Lockheed, yeah, Ryan Lockheed probably could use it. Lowell will probably could use the money because, you know, they're athletes, but, yeah. yeah he's athletes depends on how much money Lolo saved from all those years, but, you know, mostly it costs them money. And they only make money when they win something and, and get endorsements. And, and Lolo hasn't won anything. You know? It can be great to be America's virgin. And it can be great to be a two-sport star, hurdling and bobsled. But when you don't win at the hurdles race and you don't win in the bobsled race and you can't get rid of your virginity for 20 years, uh, the whole story gets old and I don't know where the cash flow is in that whole situation. Maybe her parents had money. Maybe they still do. Yeah, so she needs it. Cato needs it. Tom probably needs it. You know, maybe he has money still. His movies never, ever are on any network or anything. If you go looking for a Tom Green movie to watch on Netflix, there probably isn't one because they are that bad. And they are from 20, 30 years ago where, you know, you could put up with shit. When American Pie came out and the guy was, like, humping the pie, um, that's the era and the type of joke that Tom really, really, really resonates with. That's his, that's his milieu. So, yeah, they're all desperate. And they all wish they had more money, and some of them more desperate than others. Dina, what about Dina? Do you think Dina needs money? Um, yes, she probably does need the money because I don't think, um, I don't think she has any. I I think think a lot of it, a lot of it must have gone for legal fees. With her crazy ex-husband. Yeah, there was that. I mean, I, I, I would imagine Lindsay's probably paid off the house for her. But it's, it's amazing. When, when he, Dina was crazy drunk, it reminded me of Lindsay so much. It's, you know, it does work that way. You do have a situation where, you know, some things like that are genetic. You see people... Uh, you know, their parents were alcoholics or one of their parents was alcoholics and the kids, one of them totally has those attributes. The other one genetically gets from some other ancestor. But I, it, gosh, that, that I've seen it at this point 
so many times that I, ha I have to believe that there's a huge genetic part of people's emotional state and ability to maintain and ability to, you know, cope. Some people just don't get it. Some people are born depressed. Some people are born with anxiety. Some people are born with anxiety and depression. And boy, those people are really fucked. You know, luckily we have good drugs now. But a hundred years ago, you went to the crazy hatch. But yeah, I think the voice similarity is there. You know, there's just every once in a while when I see Dina, it's like, oh my God, that's like a Lindsay, you know, behavior, you know, her, her way of talking or whatever. And I'm like, oh, she got the genes for it. And the genes then got polished by growing up with her mom. And so now they have that kind of thing so similar that it's not even funny. But yeah. did she, did, did she put together enough money to get a house back when she was managing Lindsay around the Mean Girl years? She did, but if she's like most people in Hollywood, they bought a house with a nice big fat mortgage thinking that the gravy train was going to last 20 years and it only lasted five, and then they're in deep shit. Football players are famous for that too. You know? Yeah. I think I think she owns the home in... Um Long Island, because Dina Lowen did a um, reality show, Living Lowen. But, um, okay, well, so, so she has a place to live. She gets yeah. to pay the um, property taxes every year, so there's that. But who knows? Yeah. You know, I have to think that she's on the side of needs the money. Um, yeah. Not as bad as Cato. Maybe not as bad as Lolo. But she needs the money. So, all of that. You know, who doesn't need the money? Go ahead. Candy. Candy doesn't need the money. That's why she's so chill. Yeah. Natalie, Eva Marie? I don't probably know. Not. She could probably use it, but she probably doesn't. It, she can probably survive without it. I sure have that impression as well. You know. Yeah. She's got... Tremendous assets. Anyways, I won't even go further with that joke. Yeah. They took away, <laughs> they took away a bathing suit top from her this week. <laughs> I'm like, no, that was my favorite bathing suit top. I kept fucking wishing that one of these days we were gonna get the old proverbial slip. Didn't happen, and now it's gone. Bummer. But yeah, Natalie's, her, I watched one of her YouTubes where she was talking with her husband about a bunch of stuff, and it seemed like that they have a pretty good, solid thing going on. It also seems like they pretty much understand that, you know, all this celebrity shit is very transitory. Neither one of them gave off any kind of star vibes or any kind of you know, we're rich vibes. And at the same time, she made a fuck ton of money um, and uh, in the wrestling world and uh, a lot more than, it, and than she expected. And she's getting these little parts. She's a beautiful woman. Um, and she's pretty smart. 
you know, not as smart as I thought she was at first. Not as smart as Ricky. Smarter than Tom. And smarter than Kato. But, um, but yeah, she for me, she's still the surprise of the season. The person who came out of left field and I thought, oh, great. Purple brain, purple hair. She's weird. She's going to be creepy. And she's not creepy at all. She's fun. She's actually a lot of fun. So, yeah. NatalieEvaMarie.com. If you ever somehow accidentally tune into this podcast, now you know you have fans. Oh, boy. You're a celebrity for real now. You lasted more than a week on Big Brother Celebrity. Um, so, you, you know what's really annoying me about the Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother, is that you don't get to find out who's HOH is until later on in the evening, after my bedtime, or maybe the next day. I mean, I don't even know when they play it. They usually play it, like... Hours after, after the, the broadcast. I mean, that's what it, it's the truth is, is that, that it's been very uneven this season. The whole season, you know, all three evictions, all four HOHs. I guess we're going up for our fourth HOH now. When are they going to do it? Probably right when everybody wants to watch feeds. And they, it's like they took feeds down the other day and they stayed down for hours and hours and hours and oh and by the way there was a competition in there too and we didn't see the lead into it and we didn't see the post competition you know the reaction shots you know I'm pissed I didn't win I'm so happy I won I have the key I have the key we're not getting that kind of immediacy to this at all it, and, you know, and I don't think it gets any better. It's just they are and on. I, a, go ahead, because they're they're on a tight schedule, yep. and it sucks. And, well, and I think that's why we, going back to Candy not being evicted is that we don't know what happened today after they took the beads down. No, we to, don't. To and, we, and we missed some yesterday, and they were selective to the point where. You know, I mean, it's just, you're absolutely correct. We didn't have a clue. I called it that way yesterday about three in the afternoon. You know, there's so much weird ping pong going on between these people. I think the scene of Joey getting asked by Cato and Tom to be on their team. Oh boy, we're going to save you, Joey, and you'll be on our team. That didn't happen. No way. So, you know, I wanted, I do, I, I totally spaced out earlier. We got off on a tangent. I wanted to address your comments about Ricky. And I think okay. the most important thing to remember about Ricky is that he was a football player in college. And can, do you know where Ricky played his football in college? Texas. Right? A longhorn. He was a longhorn. Do you know what happens with the boys on the longhorn football team? No, I do not. Well, they take classes like human 
sexual response as a psychology class. And that class consists of them sharing their experiences with the cheerleader or other football groupie of the weekend. Oh yeah, we did this and we did that. And that's the class. And if you speak up in class and describe what you did, you get an A. And if you sit there doing nothing, saying nothing, you get a C. And that's a, called a Mickey Mouse class for football players. So there's that. The lack of pressure. The other thing about Texas is they don't just play football. They worship the ground that a football player walks on. Okay? Every huge star at Texas run in, runs into the real world when they leave the state of Texas. And even if they go play for Houston or they go play for Dallas, it's not the same. They're like, I'm supposed to be a super, I'm supposed to be able to get away with anything. They could do anything and still be on the football team and still get a contract and stuff like that. So that quarterback that won a national championship game, whatever it was, 20 years ago, then he went to play for Tennessee, washed out. Vince, I think his name was Evans, Edwards, I don't know. Anyway, he was, he was a superstar at Texas, but he, when he got to the Titans, he was a head case. Now, there are other football teams at the college level where the issues are that bad, where they are so, like, not just protected from reality, but they live in an alternate reality. So, when t Ricky got out of Texas, he thought there was some, there, you know, they're going to P-test me for smoking pot and kick me off the team. Ha, 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 yeah, not going to happen. I don't even care. They can't do it to me. They'll re No, they didn't break the rules for him. They didn't change the rules for him. They booted his ass to the curb. I was like, oh, my God, they fucked with me. And, you know, his, his what could have been a $100 million career ended up only being about a $10 million career, which is quite a step down for a boy from Texas. And, you know, and, and now he's all grown up and he's a big guy and he still has this breakdown between I'm the man that everybody kneels to kiss their feet versus I need to work with this team and be smooth and all this kind of stuff. So when you see him alone with somebody, he goes for the juggler. And he does it slow, and then he, boom, in comes the knife. Like, what do you want? Like, what do you think? Oh, you're really awful. You're not even playing the game. Fuck you. And then he stomps off. You know, that kind of game, so let's be real, that's not a breakdown. That's not his emotional life going haywire. That is a game that he plays. It's a dominance game that he plays. And there's, in my experience, no one in my lifetime has ever been as weirdly fake dominant, you know, as if they were a general or a colonel in the Marine Corps, except for the star players on football teams. 
they're fucking assholes. I'm fucking, I'm fucking, you know. Some of them are not total assholes, but, you know, high school and college, they were the most off-putting groups of both my high school and my college, of people to hang out with and be like normal, real people with. No, it was always... I'm so bad. I'm so badass. I'm going to fuck everybody up. We're going to kill it. Kill, kill, kill. And that's my association of football players. That's one of the reasons I hardly never watch a football game. I'm going to watch tomorrow only because I want to see them hurt Tom Brady radically, like as if Al Davis was still alive and still paying big, big, big bonuses if someone on the other team got injured so bad they couldn't play for the rest of the season. That was like a million dollar paycheck if you were on the Raiders back in the day. Now, I'm yeah. exaggerating, but still, that's how Ricky's experience brought him to this place. So he's playing this game like a football player in a group he's learned to be chill, and everybody's happy, but at one-on-one -on -one, that old I'm gonna kill it comes out, and he just goes after him. Do I like him? Not as much as I did the first day or two, but I understand him well enough that I'm like, okay, does he need the money? I really doubt it. Does he need his persona to be rehabilitated in a sense that he can be a normal guy? Yeah. Um, he's not necessarily showing up as a weirdo pothead anymore at all. I don't see that being what he's presenting here. So I think it helps him a little. He might give it some kind of commentary or other gig if he wants to do the celebrity gig. I mean, he has all this Chinese doctor shit going on. So he could be like, the doctor will show. It's the Ricky show. And Ricky's going to show you how to, you know, whatever, Chinese doctor medicines. I mean, we're going to use this herb. And, and is your moon in Taurus? And all this shit. Who knows? But that's Ricky. That's what he does. It is disturbing at times when he goes after somebody that he corners them, puts them up against the wall, fucks with them just to see what they'll do. Just to see how their minds work. It's like, you know, a very low-key version of what a guy like Sam Giancana used to do when gangster. Chicago, big-time Chicago gangster. You know, he threatened, see how the person respond, and then decide whether he was going to kill them or not. So, you know, Ro <laughs> Ricky's nowhere near that. But it's a little bit of that same vibe. And it's because he was basically a football player who was worshipped from a very young age. And his whole reality got warped so bad, he didn't even collect his hundreds of millions of dollars. That makes sense? Uh, huh? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So... Well, after all of that, go ahead. Well, I just wish we could talk about who we think the HOH is going to nominate, but we don't even know who the HOH is, so I guess we'll have to wait for that conversation on Monday. 
Yep, totally. It's very annoying. We won't even find out tomorrow. We'll find out on Monday. And yeah, Celebrity BB is just an FBB to kind of get you excited. And you realize it's like a bullshit Canadian version of BB. And we still act. We only have a week and a half. A week from Wednesday. The whole thing, you know, goes up in smoke and somebody gets their $250,000 pre-tax. And then what will it be? February, March, April, May, June. About four and a half months and we'll have a real Big Brother. Big Brother 21 will certainly be here for that. But anyway, yeah. I think we covered all the bases. I think as shows go this one's been pretty good i'm really glad joey's gone because joey was the most annoying nerd weird guy i ever seen not really but he's pretty out there he's not as bad go ahead he was growing on me i mean i don't know i guess maybe he talked more i i just thought he seems like he's probably a really good dad and but i will have to admit I was watching Big Brother After Dark, and he probably took a shower for an hour last night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he yeah, spent a lot of time. He, um, Julie teased him about he needs to be selling um, facial masks or something. You know, he needs he needs to, like, have his own line of face facial thingies. I mean, they have all this weird shit I've never seen. Nobody I ever dated had anything like that back in the day. That shit didn't exist. But yeah, Joey's like constantly primping and, you know, the actor's vanity. It's just there, big time. You know, I I just kind of wonder, he's really into working out, and I just wonder, maybe that's why he did, because I haven't heard anything about being him addicted to drugs or anything. No. So. I did look. So maybe that's why he is. He does. Yeah, no, he seems to be serious about his acting, to have always been serious about his acting, and have been one of the unfortunate actors that has a line. You know? Like, how many years did it take for Sean Connery to not be Bond? James Bond. You know, we had the other James Bonds, and I think the next, anyways, yeah, it, you know, five years later, Connery was such a great actor that he overcame that. And of course, on the other end of the spectrum, Gary Coleman, what you're talking about, he never got past that line. And Joey, as an actor, really hasn't, but he was in a hit show for a while. His parents didn't steal his money. He didn't get addicted to drugs. He has a wife and children. You know, that's a pretty big win for somebody who was, you know, young, under the age of 20 um, in the entertainment business. That doesn't happen a lot. I mean, it just doesn't. But anyways, we've used up a whole hour of podcast time, which is probably about 10 or 15 minutes more than we would have if we would have only talked about Big Brother and not thrown in the polar vortex and Los Angeles <laughs> sliding into the ocean and shit like that. But it's been fun, and I want to thank you again for being here, Kathy. Any last thoughts? Thank you. 
Um, yes, go Rams. Hey, 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 go Rams. Go Rams, yeah. Yeah, if it was Minnesota playing there, I'd be, yeah, go Gophers, go Gophers. Anybody but that team from the northeastern part of the United States, and it's too bad. No, I won't say bad things about that. I will say this. There was about 30 years or 40 years of the Patriots sucking so bad that you wondered why the football team just didn't declare bankruptcy and disappear. And actually, they almost did at a couple of points in the old AFL. They were hurting worse than anybody. Um, But bottom line is all of a sudden they got good players and a good coach and the coach is more important than the players to be honest in football so they're kicking ass do i think that the rams are definitely going to beat them tomorrow i don't know i don't think so i think that the injuries shit okay boys and girls anybody that wants to hear an nfl podcast featuring me kathy and finley Go to the Big Brother Chatterboard right now and tell us so. Otherwise, I got to shut up because you really didn't come here to t- listen to me who hates football. Talk about a football game. All right. Well, have a great rest of the evening. Get get rested because you probably have some feeds to watch later on tonight. And I hope we do. And, yeah. And we I, have the big game tomorrow. Yeah. I'll tell you what's probably going to happen I'm probably going to wait until about halftime to go and get online and check the score. And then if the score looks close, or if the Rams seem to be dominating, then I'll watch. But otherwise, I don't need to see another Tom Brady Super Bowl performance because, you know, okay, it's boring. It's really boring watching the same guy do the same thing all the time and fucking win. The only person who did that and wasn't boring was Muhammad Ali. Go, Ali. All right. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Again, Kathy, thank you. It's been fun. People, we'll be back on Monday night. See you then. Have a good evening. All right. Good night, everyone.